0: Here on the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. you're listening after the fact, you might be listening on ChristineEptrich.com or one of the dozens of podcasts that ends up, but wherever and whenever you're joining us from today, oh my goodness, you're going to be so glad you did. Um, We're having one of my all-time favorite guests who's who's back, uh, and she has a book that will help transform your life, and I'm not kidding you there, but before I tell you who she is and introduce her, I want to say hello to the people behind the technology. Mr. Benny Mathers at KKNW. Hey, Benny.
1: Hi there,
2: uh, Christine. Ah, fall, don't you love it?
0: Yes, I do, I do. Mm. It's, uh, it's a time of transformation. It's a time of letting go of the old. Um, it's a time of uh, focusing within and seeing what we want to create next. Truth, um, amen. Yeah. <laughs> and hello to Olivia, TTR. Thank you for doing your, your bit. Oh, good morning, as always yes thank you and uh thank you to kyle um i often don't get around to mentioning her but without her um i'd probably have some dead air or something because i i don't know that i could talk the whole time myself oh i probably could but i really like having guests and i'm so excited about our guest today um dr sue mortar and she's been on a couple of times before and we've always had fascinating conversations but now she's got a book that will help transform your life Um, she is an international speaker. She's a master of bioenergetic theory and quantum, she's a quantum field visionary. Um, She utilizes the embodiment, and this is a really important word, the embodiment of high frequency energy patterns to activate full human potential. And don't we all want that? We wanna manifest uh, good health, vibrant living, joyful living, connection with others, love, abundance. And she's got some techniques to help us do exactly that. Through her seminars, retreats, and presentations, she illuminates the relationship of quantum science and energy medicine, elevating human consciousness into life mastery. Dr. Sue is the USA Today best-selling author, number one best-selling LA Times author, and number one Amazon best-selling author of The Energy Codes. I'm never sure if this is backwards or not, but it is a wonderful book, well worth waiting for. Um, And it's called the Energy Codes, the seven-step system to awaken your spirit, heal your body, and live your best life. Through the Energy Codes, Dr. Sue provides techniques to activate untapped energy and neurocircuitry in the body, empower human potential, and become one's true essential self. She's the founder and creator of the globally taught coursework, the Energy Codes, a multi-level body of work on personal and spiritual development. Dr. Sue also created the Body Awake um, Certified Yoga Program, and she's the co-creator of Bioenergetic synchronization, synchronization Technique. Best, many of you are familiar with that, I'm sure. She has served on professional licensing boards. Oh my goodness, there's so many things she's um, she's she's the host of Gaia TV's Healing Matrix. Um, she's co-host of Your Your Year of Miracles. She's a certifier of a type of yoga training that she created, so, so, so many things. In addition to founding Mortar Health Center in 1987, she's a founder and visionary of the Mortar Institute for Bioenergetics, and oh my goodness, there's so many other things, but I don't want to make this conversation any shorter. I tell you, if you want to hear from somebody who has vast knowledge, deep wisdom, and this wonderful way of intertwining the two so we can have practical applications to shift our life. You want to hear from her today and I'm really excited to have her here, Dr. Sue Mortar. Hi, Dr. Sue, how you doing? Uh,
2: hello, hello, I'm, I'm
0: so excited to be here with you.
2: Thank you for all the accolades, my goodness, I better come up with something interesting to say after all that.
0: <laughs> Somehow I don't think that's going to be a problem.
2: Uh, we have uh, fun, yeah. uh, it's, it's a joy to be back here with you. So thank you for the thank invitation.
0: Thank you. you know, um, I've always found your perspective on the energetics fascinating because, of course, as a healer, I've had my own perspective and perception of the energetics. And one of the things that's been nagging away at me for probably more than a decade is we, we have this tendency to kind of want to tap into the higher frequency vibration, to, to do what you know people think of as the spiritual and intuitive connection. And for me, you know, the inner message I've gotten is we need to not only tap into that light, we need to ground it in our body. Right. And so, you know, there are various ways to do that, but I've never seen such a great like owner's manual of how to do that mm. before your book here. And I'm, and I'm not just saying that because you happen to be my guest today. I'm, I'm really <laughs> fascinated by this. Mm. But before we get into the energy codes, um, I'd like you to share with our listeners something about your background and your awakening, because it's pretty fascinating. Mm.
2: So uh, I was raised in an environment where uh, natural health care was a way of being. I've never gone to the doctor, uh, even to this day, to get an antibiotic for some ailment that I was having in order to heal. I've grown up and lived my life without uh, taking medications. And so uh, that's one aspect of my understanding that the body has the ability to heal itself if all things are working correctly. My father happened to be an energy medicine pioneer. He was working with how emotions affected the energy flow in the body, affected the nervous system, affected the immune system, affected our ability to heal and repair uh, way back in the 70s. And, and so I grew up inside of that conversation. And when quantum science came onto the picture, it became you know, just, just a, a smorgasbord of, of uh, ideas and ways that he could implement the things that he was researching. And so I have a background that's just infused in an understanding that the thoughts that we think create a reality that we are then living in. And that will ultimately determine the stress levels that we experience, et cetera. So it's really ironic because as a kid, I was also incredibly shy and withdrawn. My father was this brilliant scientist and teacher and and he had all the answers. And so, you know, I just kind of stood by. And uh, and so now the fact that I'm uh, a- after I had my awakening about 20 years ago, what happened at that time was because of the stress that I was kind of living in of suppressing my own voice, et cetera, and trying right. to overcome my shyness. Uh, I sought out meditation for purposes of stress relief, and I instantly started having transcendental experiences, multi-dimensional experiences, and I had this awakening to the higher self, meaning I could see life from another dimension, another perspective that was so Mm -hmm. radically different. Uh, I devoted my life to trying to figure out how to return to that state and how to embody it and how to integrate what I was finding there. And so 10 years after that is when I wrote the book, The Energy Codes, which is just last year. So, So the process has been my own uh codification of how did i learn to return to this exalted state of consciousness and what did i have to do internally to be able to do so i had to rearrange how i ran energy through my body i had to rearrange my perception of self and the amount of tension that i carried in my carried in my body and Uh the chemistries that then therefore were constantly being generated so a combination of these things became obvious uh, that were necessary in order for me to live in that state and be able to reap the benefits from having these awakenings in meditation. So right, that's right. what I put in the book, and that's what I'm traveling the world uh, teaching and sharing now, uh, not traveling in the last six months, but doing lots and lots of interviews and and uh, sharing in the ways that we can at this time. So it's been and, an amazing ride
0: and i and I can't think of a better time for you to have you know given us this book because you lay things out very clearly. And it's um, you've created it so that if we read the book and we practice some of the techniques, we're gonna be learning some of the things that you teach in your seminars. And you know, I've, I've, mm-hmm. I know based on people who've attended your seminars that they're life-changing, but this book I believe is also life-changing. I understand a lot about energy myself and yet it was eye-opening for me in various ways. And I've had fun practicing some of the techniques. So I'm kind of curious. We sort of say, okay, yes, we manifest our reality by our thoughts and our emotions, et cetera, et cetera. And it's kind of this ethereal sort of thing. And people will do affirmations, visualizations, and still remain stuck. Mm -hmm. Why is that? You know, Christine, it's,
2: it's not about the technique. As much as it is about the come from, the person who's using the technique, what is their come from? What is their basic bottom line disposition? Because someone can be caught up in their performing personality or their protective personality, the ego, the false self, some compromised version of themselves that is so busy trying to fit in and trying to belong and trying to become a good person and do the right thing. And all of those things that we get caught up in. And rather than learning how to truly authentically drop inside of ourselves and be our authentic, true version of self, of soul. And so because we don't have that distinction down, we utilize techniques that we learn from so many different um, areas of life, and um, all of which are wonderful. But if the person that is using the technique is coming from a place of lack and um, an undeservedness and inadequacy or some sense of insufficiency and all of that is a lie, but it might as well be true if we feel that way. And because then we interact with the world that way and the things that are a reflection of that, uh, show up to validate it. So, so I truly feel that the single most important thing that an individual can learn to do is to come back home to the self the true self, the the soul speaks to the body and the body speaks to the mind and the mind doesn't listen. In other words, when we get a knot in our stomach or a lump in our throat or tightness in our chest, there's a reason for that. And it's the soul saying, hey, this is not in alignment for you, but we override it thinking that we're supposed to drive and push ourselves into accepting or being a part of or belonging or participating in something. When all the while we are tremendous uh, receptor sites that are able to sense and feel is this loving? Is this true? Is this authentic? Or is it not? And when it isn't, we have reactions, physiological reactions to that. And mm-hmm. so it's a matter of learning to honor what's in here, honor what we're actually feeling and what's going on inside and getting the mind to pay attention to the body because the body is reflecting the language of the soul. So right. our true self is speaking. It's not speaking in words. It's speaking in energetic impressions all the time. And if we can, and we can, if we can train our minds to listen to that language and learn that language, then we start aligning this mind and body and spirit or mind and body and soul or mind and body and breath, which is how I utilize it. And they start serving one another in an integrated kind of way. And the soul supports the mind and the mind then relaxes because the mind has been being asked to do something it's not really built to do. It's been being asked to run our lives, <laughs> and, it, and it's not supposed to do that. It's supposed to serve the soul. You know. Just right, lastly, right. let me say that Einstein said that we were given this beautiful gift of the intuitive, and we were given this rational mind to act as its loyal servant, uh-huh. and we've created a culture that honors the servant instead of the gift, yeah, and yeah. so this is, this is our dilemma. We're stuck in our heads thinking about who we should be being rather than actually paying attention to what is authentic and real and true for us. And so yeah. our techniques don't work under those circumstances as much as sure. they could.
0: Sure. And, you know, the this, this concept of paying attention to and, and, and living our authentic self, that sounds great, but there's deep vulnerability that comes with that. And you say in your book, your vulnerability is your power. Why is that? Yes, it so is because... The mind
2: is, you know, think of it this way. We land here and we kind of splat. It's kind of a rough landing. And our mind goes one way, our body goes another way, and our breath goes another way. And they're just kind of not really working together. And then we get associated and attached and identified as the mind because the mind starts looking around to see if we're safe, to see what's going on, and to see what it needs to do in order to get us through life. And so sure. we get used to doing that, and it works, except that we become enmeshed with it, and we think that's the only option that there is. And so we think we are the mind, and because we've been so, you know, linked up with it from the beginning, and right. so as we begin to move this this orientation back into the soulful self, and that has a mind instead of a mind that has a spirit, and we flip yes. that, okay. Uh-huh. We flip it. And then we start living as the soul that has a mind and a body instead of living as a, bo- as a mind that has a body and a spirit that's going to go to heaven someday or what right. have you. And right. it's the way we have this in the wrong proportion. And okay. so as we begin to rearrange that proportion, um, it takes vulnerability to release our attachment from the mind. It takes authenticity and it feels like vulnerability. It feels like, to the mind, it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm not in control. I don't know what to do now. I don't know what's going to be next. And so because I can't predict it, I'm not so sure that's a good idea. And it feels really frightening. But I assure you that vulnerability is actually authenticity. It's just that the mind can't interpret it that way, because the mind is so used to driving and controlling and making Mm -hmm. sure everything goes in a way that it can predict will keep you safe. So. So when we are starting to consider not, not following what the mind would do in this moment, it's very intimidating because we don't know how to predict the future. But, I, you know, I'm going to ask this question. How many of us predicted six months ago that we'd be living this life, right? So we don't have any control over it anyway. We just think we do, right? So we have no way of knowing what's coming next. It's just that we, we kind of trick ourselves into thinking that we do so we calm down.
1: Uh-huh. So
2: what I know for sure is that when the mind starts to connect with the deep soulful essence of who we really are, our authenticity, when it yeah. starts to find how powerful it is to just say what you feel, being willing to accept whatever comes with you saying what you honestly feel feels vulnerable. But when you are willing to do that, it unattaches you from the conditions that the mind requires in order for safety and well being to exist. And you right. peel yourself off and you realize I'm actually not only still okay, I'm actually better than I was when I was hooked up to all that story that I was running and wasting all that energy on maintaining the story and managing it. Mm -hmm. So while it feels frightening, it's a gateway into a huge version of ourself that is eternal, that is vast, that is immense, that is made of the cosmos, that has access to universal intelligence. It is self-repairing and self-generating and self-immune and self-referencing. It is a totally different world. But until the mind is like ready for that, it's just barreling down the road, doing things the way we think we're supposed to
0: until we can't. And and I think about how some of us could feel this stuff coming and and, and some people are tuned in, but that doesn't come from the mind. And in fact, managing it doesn't come from the mind either. It's got to be connected to the soulful guidance um, or else we get it wrong. You know, I mean... When we don't listen to the gut feeling, when we don't listen to the downloads, then, um, you know, we're we're in worse shape. Uh, Yeah.
2: There are 11 billion bits of information that are bombarding our gut every millisecond. These these bits of information don't come to our head. Uh They come to our gut. And we're supposed to be making decisions based on that information. But in order to do so, we have to be connected to it. We have to be paying attention to it. We have to be feeling into it and learning how to sense those little nuances that cause us to clamp down or to shudder or to quiver and not question them or doubt them or shove them away because they're getting in our way. We have to learn to listen to them because they are actually activations of this deep core wisdom that we're made of, but no one taught us about that. So we think that it's anxiety. It's the same kind of flutter that's actually giving you an impression it rises through the body in a shuddering kind of way sometimes. And we uh-huh. mistake that for anxiousness. And so we take something to cover up our anxiety or we just suppress it down or we go work out or we go get busy doing something so that we don't feel. And it's, it, we're, we're creating a train wreck for ourselves. And so there are ways that we can learn to begin to feel and to begin to sense and perceive and integrate and interpret these 11 billion bits of information in an accurate fashion. The body is built to do that but when we're living only in our heads the body doesn't get to act like this filtering system that it is designed to be that filters these 11 billion bits of information and translates them into images and impressions and inspirations and ideas but if we're only living in our heads we're looking around for safety and we're overriding this whole mechanism that's happening right underneath our noses right down in in here in the heart and beneath the heart and the solar plexus and beneath the 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 navel and the deep core wisdom centers of our system there is there is a a systematic way that this that this whole being is trying to translate and oh. we just don't let it because we're you know we're just outrunning our fear and uh, and creating all kinds of strategies for being safe and
0: okay so you said the the f word fear and i think <laughs> about our current times right now and how Um, people are inundated with fear-based messages. And before we get into the the actual energy codes, I'm curious about your perspective of how we can handle, mitigate, um, have a relationship with other people's fear that's getting projected onto our lives.
2: Yeah, great question. You know, I think it's a it's a very valuable time in humanity's life experience right now that we're able to unattach from what's going on in the outer world because it's so out of balance. It's so polarized. It's so uh, dualistic and, and uh, not holistic. And so when we see that, I feel that it is very important to bring our attention right on. And this is one of the simple techniques that I bring into the, picture come on to the self bring your energy on to i call it subject versus object versus you know Uh subject come on to the self with your literally with your energy just pull yourself off of the tv Uh and i'm not saying turn the tv off i'm not saying don't listen i'm saying gather yourself while you're in the face of this conversation that's going on out there gather Uh yourself and quicken because when you gather and concentrate your energy in your own central core channel what begins to happen is your own subconscious starts to get a sense of self that feels uh, that it can feel and sense and it begins to 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 be comfortable and comforted by a stronger sense of self and when we have a strong sense of self we can see what's going on out there and know well that's that's not true i can feel it's not true i can see it in his eyes or i can see what they're saying or i can see this happening it's a drama and it's a movie and it's actually allowing me to come out of the movie and recognize what quantum science is trying to show us which is that we are all projecting onto a movie screen and then walking into the movie so that we can experience what it is that we're doing with our consciousness so that we can get to know how we're doing at at translating universal goodness on onto into a life experience And if our movie isn't feeling so good, it's because we're not projecting very accurately. And the only reason that we would not be able to do that is if we're too splatted and dispersed and caught up in the drama out there. So gathering oneself back onto the core in a moment when you're inundated with, something that is fear-based, something that is you know being projected onto you for purposes of control because they're so in their fear that that's the only defense that they can come up with to survive. So somebody has to stop that game. And yes. as we do, we come onto the self, we start breathing in what I call up and down this central channel, which allows okay. us to connect lots of different levels of our own consciousness all at the same time. And now we're empowered to just be present rather than having to react or having to assume that it is you know, going to affect me or that it's relevant to me, rather than being you know, just pulled into that, uh-huh. I can be anchored and stationed as my own um, individual uh, ray of intelligence that, uh-huh. that has an opportunity to create its own life experience regardless of what's going on in my
0: external environment. So. In other words even though we're a part of this collective movie so to speak that we can create our own personal movies in spite of or in collaboration of either way with the collective
2: yes we can each walk through the same room and have different experiences based upon our come from based upon what we have gathered and the amount of robust energy that is flowing through our own central channel based upon that We are able to generate our own experience. And when, if I'm generating a peaceful experience in, even in a tumultuous time, Uh people are attracted to my peaceful experience because my interactions with them are peaceful, no matter what they're going through. It's like, Hey, you know, here's, what's real. And if I'm coming from this place of holism, where I am grounded and integrated and Breathing in a way that is allowing this whole universal truth to work through my system Then somebody is going to want to come and be in in that area in in that energy And someone else is going to want to be in that energy and someone else and someone else and so pretty soon i've collected Similar vibrations around me and i'm having an entirely different life experience than when i was in my head Constantly afraid and biting into the drama and getting into the gossip of it all and and existing in that reality so Mm -hmm. So each of us have our own ability to interpret what is going on in our own way. And what I want people to learn is how to build the circuitry to be able to interpret things from a more comprehensive perspective rather than getting caught up in some drama that gets pitched my way because someone
0: has an agenda in mind. Yes. This is fascinating. We're going to talk about how to realign our circuitry. We're going to go to a quick break, but stay tuned for more with the wonderful Dr. Sue Mortar here in just a few moments.
1: I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client, and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, Visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, milestogocoaching.com.
0: The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change, with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change.
1: Are
2: you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com.
0: Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. And by the way, we're also on Facebook Live on my professional page, so you can watch the video there, and I will reshare it on my Facebook page after the fact. Okay, we are having a conversation today with Dr. Sue Mortar. She is the author of The Energy Codes, The Seven-Step System to Awaken Your Spirit, Heal Your Body, and Live Your Best Life. So... um, I'm fascinated with uh, your approach to embodying the soul, essentially, and to use the body to be communicating with the soul, to be communicating with what's in alignment and what's not. Um, I know that you use some yoga techniques, but you've got some other techniques that aren't yoga-based to um, help us to clear, to help us connect. Can you share with our listeners how you came up with some of those?
2: Sure, so, as I mentioned earlier, I was raised in a in an energy medicine environment, and so there were there was a technique that my father was traveling and teaching other doctors around the world uh, that were natural health care practitioners um, how to work with moving energy in the body for people. And then I always wanted him to develop a self-administered version of it because I wanted people to be self- empowered rather than having to go to another practitioner. and so, after many, many years, he and I, after I had graduated and opened my own clinic and working with my own patients, I was like, look, dad, this is what's got to happen. And so uh-huh. here's what I've found and put together. And, and he brought some things to it. And so we co-created a self-administered version of that. It's called Best Release. And it is um, it is in the book. It teaches people how to do that. And uh-huh. it, it allow- that's one technique that allows people to get underneath the story and work with the, the the energy behind the scenes that is actually right. causing the story to unfold in their lives the way that it is or causing their reaction to the circumstances and oftentimes it is so unrelated to what they were um, what they were thinking the issue was involved in some situation uh, they're able to find out what the real issue is and and get to the cause rather than treating the symptoms that our conscious mind comes up with so. Right most of the techniques that i'm working with are tapping the subconscious and allowing the subconscious to to speak learning the language of how we can listen to the subconscious and bring it up to a conscious level because that's really the purpose of our life is to become more conscious which means we take stuff from our subconscious and pull it up to the conscious level and then we are increasing our level of consciousness that's what's going on Sometimes people don't really realize so i also utilize a lot of breathing techniques And uh, also just learning how to work with the energy when someone's sitting at their computer or driving down the road or, you know, work, doing the dishes, it doesn't matter. We don't have to set an hour aside every day to, to work with energies in order to self-heal. So many, many different ways that we can approach working with the energy. It's, it's, it's basically important to realize that everything in the material world is energy. Everything is energy and, and including us. And so- If we can learn to move the energy and work the energy in our lives uh, on a physical level, it begins to outpicture into our outer world uh, in accordance with what's happening in here. Our outer world is a reflection of what's going on in our inner world. So if we can move the energy in our inner world, it will move the energy in our outer world as well. Uh We all know that our relationships are a reflection of of a, of 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 what's going on in here what what That's parts of thing. me are in relationship with other parts of me in a successful manner and what parts of me are dissing parts of me and throwing parts of me under the bus and that those kinds of things are going to have to out picture in my life so that I can see what I do and yeah. uh, you know we can see out there more easily than we can see in here so That's- so the key is let's turn our attention inward and 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 effectively learn how to sense and feel these energies that are trying to
0: show the way, but we just were never taught how to, how to hear it. So I know that you've got many, many examples of people who have either, you know, come into your clinic or they have come to one of your workshops, um, and they've transformed their lives. I, I know that, you know, you, you say that we should detach from our personal stories and pay attention to the, the physicality of it and the energy of it but I know that people love stories. So can you share some of those so-called success stories? Oh, success stories, testimonials of what people have
2: been uh, experiencing, oh my gosh. So people are changing, they're coming off of medications that they've been on for 20 years. Uh-huh. There are, there's a woman that comes to mind that had migraine headaches for 28 years who hasn't had a migraine headache since she started working with these techniques and they, uh-huh. it stopped. Uh, she was having migraine headaches like four or five days a week. Um, wow. So years and years and years. Oh. Just oh. horrible and hasn't had that. We have people that are um, that are changing their amounts of insulin that are required, people whose eye prescriptions of eyeglasses are changing. We have you know, just all kinds of pain patterns that are disappearing with simple breathing techniques through the body. We learn how to sh- kind of strip the energy and move the energy through the body and and stiff joints and, and, and inflamed areas become uh, mobile and strong and flexible and pliable all mm-hmm. because of the energy moving. Another thing that happens that is so beautiful is that people start to have a version of themselves um, become a- available that they never knew that is strong and clear and, and vulnerable and available mm-hmm. all at the same time that they recognize that there's not this either or way of living that they have to be in order to make their life work. They don't have to always have the answer and, and just, you know, make it happen. And, and, sure. and at the same time, they're not, they're not becoming, you know, too pliable and malleable that they become taken advantage of like a doormat or, or anything like that. So in, 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 in response to that, of course, their relationships are changing. Um, their, their esteem is changing at, at at work where they're able to speak into things that they used to just get, you know, bowled over uh, by. And, you know, it just, it ends up speaking to every aspect of life when someone's energy begins to align. Uh, We have healings that happen from circumstances that are, that are seemingly nearly unhealable that, Uh um, that just transform as all of our pieces and parts start working together again. Yeah.
0: And, you know, from early on, from my own healing decades ago, from, from lymphoma without any medical treatment to, you know, facilitating healings for others. One of the things that's become so clear to me is that the, the truest healing is one in which we begin to align with ourselves. It it relates to quality of life. It relates to trusting ourselves and, and yes, having symptoms go away is wonderful, and yet there's something deeper that we yearn to heal to uh, into. And 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 I think that has to do with this soulful self that you talk about and that alignment.
2: Yes. It's learning to live as the soul, not just yeah. learning to communicate or connect with the soul.
1: The God, real
2: quantum flip is that. I, I speak about this in the book. The quantum flip is is. I first recognize that I need to connect with the soul if I really want my life to go better. Instead of trying to drive this all with my mind, I need to Uh get messages from the soul in order to make better choices and decisions and stay connected to to the self and, and honor myself. I need to listen to the soul. And that's a beautiful moment in someone's life when they really get that on a felt sense that that's a value. It's important and it's valuable and I can do it and I'm going to. When, when someone hits that moment in their life, their lives change. However, there's even more, there's so much more available to someone if they will just go a little further. And that is not to remain identified as the mind that is connecting with the soul and listening uh-huh. to the soul and, and being guided by the soul. When people say, I am, I'm guided by my soul, it's like, I'm so happy for that because that's uh-huh. better than not being guided by your soul, but y- there's more in store for you. That one day will happen, and I don't want it to be in the last five minutes of your life, but it will happen then if it doesn't happen sooner. And that Mm -hmm. is that you realize that separation was never supposed to happen. I was never Mm -hmm. supposed to be separate from the soul and listening to it. I was supposed to always remain identified as the soul because that is the truth of who I am. I am Mm -hmm. the soul. So I am a soul that has a mind, and I have to train my mind to find me and to voice me. I have to find my mind to find I have to train my mind to find me and put a voice to me and to and to speak me so that so that I have a life that I came here to to live, that I as the soul came here to have a life experience. But I, as the soul, have been put in a box and shoved over here, and the mind is over here trying to do what it thinks it's supposed to do to make life work. And when it gets in trouble, it starts asking me questions. Mm-hmm. But but it doesn't get to drive the bus, and I'm not supposed to think that it's in charge anymore. So I have to surrender my mind into my own heart and into my own soul and find my own authentic voice, and then they merge. When I merge there, now I'm living, I can live as the soul, and I find my mind s- stepping aside in all of its thinking ways. And all it does instead is kicks in its observing skills so that it can sense and feel what it is that I am ready to do next. And it stewards that, it, it makes way for that. So that'll translate in real life terms, like you're sitting in a meeting and somebody says, are you, do you wanna do this? Are you, can you, are you up for this or, or hands me an assignment? And if mm-hmm. it's something that no is, is a no, mm-hmm. we'll find no thank you coming out of our mouths and 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 coming up with another solution instead of something you know happening in our lives that we really don't want to have happen we really don't want to do and being compromised day after day after day like that so it translates in relationship to being able to say here's what here's what i'm feeling and i really want us to share this kind of a thing and and to lead the way by example instead of wanting someone else to to do it for us or those Mm -hmm. kinds of things so all kinds of transformations happen in our lives when we make that quantum flip where we're living uh, as the soul, we cannot, we cannot shut down our true destiny. We'll, we're yeah. just going to choose and walk toward it, kind of come what may, without being reckless and you know shaking down yeah. the house. Yeah. It, it just allows us to have what we would call courage, but it doesn't feel like we're having to be brave. Oh, I love that. Say that again. Well, it it allows us to act as if we have what we would call courage, but it doesn't feel like I just have to be brave to do this. It's just, it's just what I do. I just I'm doing this because it's that's what that's what the soul would do. So that's what happens, and yeah. and instead of the mind altering it, shutting it down, editing, you know, and um, compartmentalizing the way that the mind does.
0: Yeah. For some reason, how you're talking about the soul and relationship to the mind, it reminds me, I've, I've talked to several people who've taken ayahuasca and mm. um, at, at least a couple of them have shifted their perspective. They thought, okay, well, I'm here in human form to learn some things and you know, I want to be able to reach up and, and connect with my soul and, and, and get guidance like that. And they say after the, after the ayahuasca, it's like, no, the soul has yearned for this. This is, this is the big deal being in human form. And it, it's like this shift in perspective that I think is is akin to what you've been saying as well. Um, Absolutely.
2: We are here for a reason.
0: And the, the fact that
2: anyone would think that I need to I want to leave or I want to go somewhere else or I need to go get something else is yes. is a byproduct of being identified as the mind. The mind always thinks that something is missing. The mind will always think that something needs to be better. It's based in duality and therefore it judges and it makes distinctions based upon too much, too little, not good enough, too much of this, not enough of that. That's how it navigates. And when we're identified with that, that becomes our whole life experience. It's too yeah. much, it's too little, it's too this, it's too that. And it's not joy filled because it's dualistic based. And, and there's always a fear that if I'm having a good day, I'm going to have a bad day in just a second. And, and right. these are the things that, that it's always, you know, running on. And so when we are identified as the soul, we know this is our playground. This is what we can't wait to do. We can't yeah. live enough every day because yeah. this opportunity to be here and to have all these faculties um, collected and gathered that we can, you know, live into life in any way that we choose is the most amazing opportunity that we could ever hope for and that's how the soul sees it that's not how the mind sees it the mind is you know wants something to be different and better and it's because it's not hooked in to the soulful presence when the mind connects back into the soulful presence it starts really having appreciation for what's going on and steps into it living it as though it is this rare and precious opportunity that it is, which is why gratitude and appreciation and those kinds of vibrational energies, those kinds of vibrational frequencies are so valuable for us to entertain when we're identified as the mind. If we will entertain the idea of gratitude or appreciation or love or forgiveness, oh my God, those things open the door and say, oh, by the way, you know, here I am. And the mind can find the soul through those vibrational gateways that we, um, that we uh, call love and appreciation and gratitude. Other mm-hmm. frequencies that are extraordinarily helpful for someone to practice in their body on a cellular level are the feeling of something being precious. Yes. What does it feel like when you're in the company of something precious? Think of a newborn baby. How everyone mm-hmm. approaches them with this delicate, tender, precious, rare—you know—esteem. Uh, uh, they're they're in a vibration that is holy. And it's holy because it's holistic. It's the rest of the vibrations that we typically leave behind when we go out into the world and we're just in this all the time. So if we would practice cherishing and adoration and precious and rare and sacred, just entertain those vibrations and see what they feel like inside your body. Literally take your attention to your body and practice breathing as if you were in an environment where those would be the experiences you would be having. Because when you're in those vibrations, you're right up at the edge where the mind can merge in to the soulful boundary. In, inside the, the soulful bandwidth of frequencies, these, uh-huh. these energies are on the surface where the mind can find its way in to uh, a much more relieved and relaxed life experience. And we have to bring the body into the equation or or we just theorize and we we get it conceptually, but we don't get to benefit physically like our health benefits benefits and our 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 embodied um, sustainability isn't there until we bring what we're learning and realizing and and conceptualizing into the body when we bring that into the body, which we do simply by taking our attention to the body and seeing how it feels in the middle of this situation and Mm -hmm. just noting that. And then, of course, the techniques that I teach in the book about how to build the circuitry to sustain it, um, make it become a a sustainable, consistent, unwavering reality for us. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're here to... um, awaken to. That's what we're here to realize is that we have the ability to live there all the time, no matter what's going on in our outer world. So when I see the crazy, to speak to your earlier question, when I see the crazy that's going on on the news or I read about it, or somebody tells me about it, usually people have to tell me about it because I don't spend a lot of time watching it. Me too. Um, Yeah. uh, When I hear it, I am so grateful that I know how to be right here. And it's not a contraction away from it. It's just a gathering. It's a centering because it shows me The progress that I've made in my life because there was a time in my life that I would have gotten caught up in the drama and I would have been upset and stressed out by it and it would have been having an impact on me as if it was real and now I'm able to bring another reality forward right in the midst of all that that is helping lots and lots of other people find their ability to do the same their ability to stand in an unwavering fashion available to the highest purpose of life rather than getting caught up in this crazy drama that that we are in right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Before we go any further, um, I want you to share with our listeners how they can connect with you, because I know you and I will, can could talk for hours. And I don't want to miss the opportunity to, to oh. so people can connect with you. Oh, sure. I'm I'm, I'm pretty easy to find these days. But
2: uh, we have a website, drsuemorter.com. It's D-R-S-U-E-M-O-R-T-E-R.com. com. And uh, on the website, we have lots of coursework and all kinds of online programming that is happening and. Uh, lots of materials there for you, and in a variety of different aspects of of your life. Uh, the book is available on on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can find it online pretty easily as well. Uh, Books a Million as well. Um, and and I'm in the, you can find me here on the Christine Upchurch uh, show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm so on.
0: grateful for that. <laughs> yes, I oh my goodness, there's so many other things I'd like to talk to you about, but um, one of the things that you emphasize throughout the book and you've talked a little bit about it today is breath, the importance of breath and breathing. Why is that? Why is that an important part of, of embodying energy of um, shifting our energetics in order to manifest things differently? Yeah. So
2: spirit, which we are invisible energy, which we are spirit. We are invisible energy spirit in a body spirit in the body shows up as breath in the body so when we are consciously breathing in certain patterns into certain areas of the body what it means is we are moving ourselves into these areas of the body with consciousness we're awake to it and when we wake up in these various aspects of our own body we wake up to specific aspects of our own consciousness and inside of our own consciousness, in various levels of consciousness, we have various ways of interpreting life. So, if we can wake up all of the levels of consciousness that are that housed that are housed in this body, we can have a broader perspective when it comes to managing life. We have more tools to work with. So, for instance, at the at the rootedness of our being, we we think in terms of safety. At the heart uh, level of our being, we think in terms of of love and union. And at the, at the throat chakra aspect of our, of our consciousness, we're thinking in terms of how to, how to land it, how to have that matter in my life, how to, how to make a difference in my life with what we're talking about right now. And so many different levels of consciousness in between these that we're just mentioning right now. So basically we want to have them all awake because we want to be strong and we want to be loving and we want to be able to speak our truth and we want to be able to make it happen we want to remember that we're a multi-dimensional being and we want to ground it and land it and we want to be in our power and we want to be able to do all those things all the time not just sometimes be powerful and sometimes right. be loving and sometimes feel like we belong and sometimes feel brilliant but we'd like to have access to all of that all the time so with breath we're enlivening and activating these various aspects of consciousness in ways that until we start breathing the breath of life into them, they just sit there. They're just mm-hmm. sitting there dormant waiting for us to, you know, show up. So once we do show up, they, they they want to contribute. There are other parts of the soulful self that now get to come together and contribute mm-hmm. to this life experience that we're having.
0: Right. And I think in terms of, um, how some of your techniques sort of, create the connection of all the energy centers um, and and the flow. Why is it important not to focus on individual energy centers so so much as the whole of them? You know, kind of like what I was just saying, that,
2: that different energy centers, they house these different levels of consciousness that we're talking about. And so if I'm only paying attention to my heart, but not my power center beneath it, then you know, because everyone wants to experience more love. So they go straight to their heart center. And, but it might not be a heart center issue that you're not able to experience love more consistently. It might be a solar plexus issue where your self-esteem and your worthiness and your personal power is, is really not in check. And so if that's suppressed, then the love is here, but you're not able to experience it because of a perceived lack of worth and a perceived lack of presence in, in that way. So, If we're focusing on breathing up and down the body in a central channel fashion, which is something from Eastern tradition called the Shashumna is the great integrator and Kundalini energy that weaves these energies, these energy centers together. And what we're working with is allowing this great integrator to have our attention because it knows what to do. It knows which energy center is in priority for you. Whereas your mind might read about the chakras, the energy centers, and say, "Oh, that one correlates to that. I have that problem, so I'm going to work on that chakra." And that's mm-hmm. kind of a outside-in approach. Whereas if we if we realize if we realize that I could be having an issue with this chakra because of a lack of energy flow through this one below it, or this one above it, or something uh-huh. that's vibrationally compatible with it. That and right. so we can't figure that out intellectually, but your system knows. And all you have to do is devote your attention to the system that knows, and then the system has the ability to heal itself by showing you, um, you know, this way, this, this needs to happen before this can happen. It's just like, you know, we want to go straight to college when we're in elementary school. It's like, forget all the junior high and high school stuff, just get me out of here. And, right. and yet, if we don't go through all these other, you know, hoops, then by the time we're in college, we, you know, if we went straight to college, we wouldn't be able to interpret what was happening. Um, and, and so we have to go through all these other things until we get, you know, so that by the time we get there, we, we have developed the capacity to integrate, um, just like there are no straight lines in nature. Nature is a winding path. If I want to go from here to there, I may have to go over here and go around this ravine and down Absolutely. through this valley and up across here, but I'm going to get there and nature's going to take me on a path that is truly meant to be for me. And so- what we're, what we're doing here with this integrative breath work is allowing the system to recognize, oh, the reason that the heart chakra is shut down is because the personal power center is shut down
1: and the personal power
2: center is shut down because there's no integration here or here or somewhere else. And so the, the variables are, um, you know, vast. So we just work
0: with the one who knows. And we've run out of time, but I I do want to say that I've had some powerful Kundalini experiences with with using your techniques, the energy codes. You guys need to get this, um, Dr. Sue. It's always a joy. Um, thank you so much for being here and for doing what you're doing to help shift the uh, planet. My my great pleasure. I know the conversation has been deep and wide
2: today, and uh-huh. hopefully tapping into some deep truths for people. and And I just want to share that that while we speak about it in complex terms. Uh, utilizing the technology that is available inside the energy codes work is uh, doesn't require a deep
0: grasp of everything that we've talked about today. Yeah, uh, great. It's great. It's for user yes. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.